Apparently, I have been told multiple times, it's really important to have an intro to these things. And it makes sense because you have no idea who you're talking to unless I tell you exactly who I am. So here's mine. My name is Lisa Calhoun and I welcome you to Academics and Athletics, a sport and psychology podcast. I'm a graduate student, bikini competitor, and gymnastics coach, and I'm here to take you on a journey really through all things psychology for better health, my love for weightlifting, and how all of us are preparing every day for more than just stepping on a stage. It's really performance in life and not performance in a specific domain in your life. This is my journey as I speak, I challenge, and I question maybe the self-narrative, perhaps a negative self-narrative that we all could be holding onto, and we're going to work on letting this go. As a child, I unfortunately can remember having extreme nightmares at a very young age. And when I say young age, I'm talking about like three, four, five years old. And these nightmares would be of me sitting in a room, just sitting in the middle of the room, and I would see nothing but snakes all around me. And and these snakes are alive. <laughs> Please don't ask me what kind of snake it was because that I don't remember. Because at the age of three, four, and five, I just remember there was these things that were lying on their belly, slithering all over the place. Weirdly enough, though, I can specifically remember that the snakes would never touch me, but they were all over whatever room I was in. We're talking over the walls, the ceiling, the floor. And in my dream, I was always afraid, obviously. (laughs) Obviously, I was always afraid, but the snakes would never come to me, if, if that makes sense. And these places and these rooms that I would be sitting in would be like the kitchen in the house I lived in, or there would be some where I was in a swamp, but most of them would occur in a room in the house that we were living in at the time when I was young. And as I got older, the nightmare stopped, uh, you know, my mom thought maybe it was because there was something, some weird issue, some weird voodoo, we could say, with the house. And when we moved, literally my nightmares pretty much all stopped. And I'm not talking there was this weird transition. It was just straight up. We moved, there, we had a new house, and that was it. Like, my nightmares literally stopped. And I still, to this day, don't know what it was. I don't know if it was it was something in the house or, or anything like that. But obviously, I have a very poor relationship with snakes. I am deathly, like, very, very afraid of seeing a snake anywhere in my presence if we don't have a barrier. However, when I go to the zoo, it it is of dire importance to go to the reptile section. And I don't know if it's because there's glass between us and I feel a little bit of superiority 
<laughs> knowing that, hey, you can't get me, but I can stand here and look at you. And I'm very intrigued. I am very intrigued by by snakes when I go to the zoo. I like to read the different kinds. I like to understand, hey, there's some fast and some that are medium speed. Hey, there's some big ones like, uh, what is it? Anacondas? Yeah. And pythons. And then there's some very tiny ones that come up from the dirt that look like worms. And I'm very interested in that. But again, if I see one outside, mm -mm. so obviously for me, I'm not a hiker. I am not a hiker by any means necessary. Because if there is something like that, the hike is over. The snake has the entire forest. It owns the forest and I'm gone, right? I'm, I'm, I'm out with it. But there's one thing that snakes do, which is how I'm going to tie this whole thing together, which is hilarious, is snakes have this uncanny ability to shed their skin. And shedding of the skin, we're not going down like a Dexter route here, but shedding of the skin is very crucial in one's transition to growth, right? Like the snake has to get rid of its old to welcome in the new. And it would be awesome if we as humans could just shed the skin of not, like I said, we're not going down a Dexter route, folks, but it would be great if we could just shed off the old layer of what we don't want and then immediately welcome this new layer of what we really want to become. But in my brain, I wish we as humans could do that and then have this new version of ourselves be reborn. But then I was thinking, too, we can do that. <laughs> we can do that. It's just not going to be as overly, maybe overly theatrical as what snakes do. But we're actually able to become a future version of ourselves now by shedding off the old or the current version of who we are. And to continue on, I'm just going to use the phrases current version as CV and future version as FV, right? Because we all want to become a better version of ourselves either within a year, within some months, maybe the next day. So we're always trying to shed off the old layer that we have. And then, of course, you have a bunch of self-help material, right, that's out there saying this is how you do it and and rah, rah, rah. And here you go. You're going to be the best version of you after you buy, you know, all of my books and cassettes. OK, I'm I am old enough to remember cassettes. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and cassettes were really fun. But you get what I'm talking about. If you buy my program, you know, apparently you're going to be this great version of yourself later on. And not to knock any self-help programs. A lot of them are over glorified cheerleader pom pom routines that make you feel a certain kind of way. But they don't really give you tangible things. And for someone that's trying to be better or do better or become a different version, we really need something that is tangible. <laughs> like we want to be able to take something that we know or something that we've read and actually apply it to our life. And in this next 
little segment, we're going to do that because I'm constantly trying to figure out how do I become the version of myself, the FV version, the FV, which is future version of me later on without the whole, I can do it, I can do it. And the first thing that I want us to think about is we have to work backwards. You know, that's your first takeaway is you have to work backwards instead of building a connection forward. Okay. The CV current version of yourself sees forward that there's a future version of yourself. And the current version is going to do what we believe is correct, which is buy self-help books, rah, rah, rah ourselves, work 24 hours in a day, right? Because someone told us, hey, if you work harder, you're just going to be better. That's not entirely true. Okay. So I want you to picture it like this. Think of your future self, maybe a couple yards away. So you can't really see who it is that's out in front of you, but you can get the idea that there is a person away from you, right? You see them, they just might be a little faint. And we create this this version of ourselves. And then what we're going to do is we're going to already project that we're the future version of us. And then we're going to build a bridge backwards to our current self. Okay. Instead of building the bridge forward. All right. That's the first thing that we need to do. So that's how I want you to think about it. All right. So now that you've gotten that in your head, how do we build this bridge? How is a bridge going to be built backwards instead of forward? Well, the net, I guess you can say number 1.1, we can call it that. <laughs> if number one was visioning the future version of, of yourself, number 1.1 is going to be this little tidbit. And we want to list. And so, yeah, you're going to have to possibly get your computer, piece of paper, pencil, all of that jazz. We got a list what the future version, the FV, owns. And literally, I mean owns. Like what 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 do what are the tangibles they have in their life? Is it a specific job? Is it a specific house? Maybe they have a specific degree title that they hold. Is it a new relationship that they have in their life? Uh, or maybe it's a new belief. It could be a possibly new belief system or even a different group of social friends, okay? So the FV, that future version, has things that you currently don't have that you might want. That's, that's a craving. And we want to list as many of those tangible things as we possibly can, okay? So we can discover the FV of you has some things that you want right now, okay? Now if we move on to step 1.2, we'll just say step 1.2, <laughs> buy all of those tangibles. And I'm going to advise that you start small, maybe do this next step with one or two of the tangibles that you listed, because if you do all of them, it can be very cumbersome. It's going to take a long time. Um, and sometimes it will feel overwhelming. Therefore, I suggest starting with maybe one or two of your tangibles to complete this 1.2 next step. And that's to write down by those tangibles how your future version acts in those specific environments. 
Like, how do they act? Literally, how are they acting? What, what do, if you could envision yourself in that environment, what would you be doing? What would you look like? How would they be acting? Okay. So if we were to use an example, such as if you want a new group of friends, that means your current group, you might be outgrowing. Therefore, you're seeking a new group in which you are required to act differently in some way. Okay. Because if you take your current version of yourself and try to infuse yourself in a different group that might be elevating, well, that other group is going to leave you because they're going to naturally push you out and realize, hey, these are not the characteristics that we want to have in our social group. Therefore, your current version is going to have to is going to act differently to become friends with a different social group. Okay, Um, a great example would be maybe some weight loss. Let's use that example of weight loss. Right. So if you are someone that says, I want a different social group that might be more health conscious. Okay, and the friends you have right now, they might eat out more often. They might be less health health aware of what they're doing. And you might want to hang out with a different group that maybe goes on more walks, maybe is a little bit more aware of what they're eating, um, maybe has a different mindset for health and wellness compared to the satisfactions of food today, right? Um, And if you want a new group that is more health conscious, then you're going to have to act differently. I mean, you're just going to have to act differently. Like you can't become friends with a different group that is health conscious and you're still enjoying the quick satisfactions of processed foods, uh, a sedentary lifestyle. They're not going to hang out with you. Or another example could be the same for a specific job, right? If one of your tangibles from 1.1, that first step that we did, 1.1, listing all the things that your future version owns, and now we're in the next point of 1.2 and you want a different job, well, you are now having to fulfill a specific requirement for the specific job. Therefore, you're going to have to act differently. How that acting is, I'm not sure. It's going to depend on what that new job is. Okay. It's just going to take time. So you have to become aware of if I want a new job, what does my FV future version self look like doing that job. So taking the time to write down how you would act, the mannerisms, maybe even writing down what are your boundaries? What are you allowing people to say to you? And what are you allowing people to not say to you? All of those things are are important to identify. Okay, that's part of the acting process. And then after you've chosen maybe one of two of your tangibles and wrote down what does your FV, future version of yourself, act, how how are they acting in those environments, we move on to step 1.3. These steps are quite interesting, aren't they? (laughs) Step 1.3, which is writing down the characteristics of, of your future version self. Like what are the characteristics they have? Not how they're acting because... In a new job role, you might have to act with authority and you might not have any authority right now, at least. Okay. So what are the characteristics? All right. What, what are, what are those characteristics? 
Okay. Um, if we were to say a, a good example here would be if we were to say one of your tangibles was I want to own a new car. The future version of myself has a new car that I really want. So that means what are the characteristics do they have that allowed them to gain access to this new vehicle? Well, maybe they saved money. Maybe they had the thought process to put away specific amounts of income every, I don't know, every pay period to earn enough to buy this new vehicle. Or are they more financially literate, right? Are they more aware of what interest rates actually mean? Okay, because for some reason, people just think interest. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like I became an adult. And then the word interest rate, I was just supposed to know all the ins and outs of what that meant. And I don't. Okay, or or is the current version of you who might live paycheck to paycheck, right? Is that version keeping you away from building that bridge to your future version? Because if your future version has a new car, they did something to get that. They did some type of characteristic. They either became more knowledgeable in the financial world. They became more knowledgeable in the car, the car industry, perhaps. They save money. They know where their money's going. Those are characteristics that you might want to jot down in this next step of, of 1.3. All right. And again, you want to be aware that in this whole process, you don't want to rework the questions of, how do I get these tangibles? You can say that, but how to get tangibles makes us think of, I need to build my bridge forward instead of building my bridge backwards, okay? Because if we build our bridge forward, we can become cloudy to the old motto of work harder and grind and and I can sleep when I'm dead and this type of a hustling, this type of hustle culture. Like if I just hustle hard enough, I'll get there. And you become unaware that you're not really thinking clearly. You're just using pom-poms and motivation to do something. So you want to make sure that you're really writing down the characteristics, your tangibles, how you're acting as the FV, future version of yourself, okay? Working harder, and, and this is some, we'll go on a quick little Side note here, working harder doesn't really mean you'll get there. Okay. I mean, you, well, I take that back. Working harder, you might get there, but it might take you maybe four or five times longer. And a great example of that would be, let's say you're trying to dig a hole and right now all you have is a spoon. Yeah. You're going to dig a hole. Okay. You'll dig a hole, but it's going to take you a minute versus do you have a shovel to dig your hole or versus do you have the wherewithal to rent a backhoe and dig your hole? Or do you have the income to hire a company to dig the hole, right? All of these choices are going to complete the task. All the choices are going to complete the task, but each choice has specific characteristics that you have to have to get there. If you want to hire a company, you got to make sure you have enough income. Therefore, your characteristics of knowing where my money is going is crucial. It, it's, it's crucial. So you want to think about that when you're writing down the characteristics in step 1.3, which is great. 
And our last step, 1.4, dadgum, I should have had another step to make it 1.5. That would be awesome. Oh my goodness. But 1.4, our last step would be to start noticing the key pieces. All right. What are these key pieces that, and this is probably going to be the hardest part because noticing your key, key pieces is you realizing that you lack something. You lack something right now as your current version that your future version needs so you can keep building this stuff backwards, right? So what's the link? Okay, what what is the link? What are these key pieces? So these key pieces are going to form that bridge, right? You can think of it as the stone. You can think of it as the building blocks and the materials that will build that bridge backwards. So how do we shed the skin of our current version of ourselves off and and walk across our bridge to meet the future version? Well, you first write down your tangibles. Then you're going to write down how does that future version act in those specific environments. Start with a few of the tangibles you want, maybe one or two. Then you got to write down the characteristics. And from there, those characteristics are going to reveal key pieces. And after you have the key pieces, you simply choose to walk across the bridge. I mean, you don't have to. You've built the bridge. You can continue to stand on the other side. Or you can easily walk across and become this FV version of yourself. So here's a a really quick example that I want to leave you with. Let's say your future version, future version, say that three times fast, wants to become an authority in a specific field of choice. And your current version knows that there's a gap, okay? There's this craving or a want. There's a desire to become an authority in this field. All right. And I don't know what field that is, but you know, I want something different in a specific domain. So now we're going to work backwards. All right. And I'm going to use my own self because I want to be an authority in the athletic mindset world. Okay. I want to be an authority in understanding how to bring out the best in athletes to perform optimally. That's what I want to do. I want to be an authority in that. Well, if I want to become an authority, then perhaps additional knowledge is needed. Therefore, maybe I need a new degree. Maybe I need some experience. Then it's revealing maybe a degree in sports psychology. But actually, it's really a doctorate in clinical psychology, which will be the best route for me and my goals. Okay. And then from there, how does one act? with this new degree? How how would my future version be acting if they've accomplished a degree in sports psych or a doctorate in clinical psych? Well, that would be, I would have more knowledge in the field. I'm using the lingo or the verbiage from that specific field. I'm sharing knowledge with others in the field, and I'm sharing knowledge with others that need to hear it. I'm perhaps educating athletes around me Or I'm becoming more engaged in that field. I'm joining groups. I'm a part of APA and a part of AASP. So that's how I'm acting. I'm working with athletes. I'm working with parents of athletes. I'm working with the general population on challenges. I'm diving into health and the wellness domain to learn more. I'm putting content like this out there to educate those listening. Right? And then you go, well, Okay, step 1.3, what are the characteristics of attaining this? 
Well, I have to become a student. I have to think from the eyes of a continual learner. I can't go into this knowing, well, I've coached gymnastics for such and such amount, such and such. Hi, I'm speaking English. Such and such amount of time. And I just know it all. Those are not the characteristics of someone that earned a doctorate or earned a degree in a field that they had they had no knowledge of. So I have to become a student. Those are the characteristics. I'm looking at every opportunity as a chance to learn something different. I'm building my resume of knowledge. I'm becoming a better listener. I might be asking more questions to challenge my own self-narrative, right? Because sometimes asking questions, we might feel incompetent. But sometimes it's a matter of not being the smartest person in the room, but the one that's asking the most questions to form different answers to all possible to all possible questions, right? So we have multiple solutions. And now I have to think, well, what are the key pieces? When I break that down, what are the key pieces showing up that I have to do? Here comes the building materials. Well, I have to become a student. Therefore, I either need to go to school. I got to get a certification. Got to find an internship, maybe of some kind. Or maybe I'm working for free to gain experience. Another tool, another key piece, I need to be a better speaker. Therefore, perhaps I join a speaking group, which I'm in, aka Toastmasters. Or I do more podcasts. I put my voice out there to the world more often. And I learn from the engagement of speaking with you. And then how do I become a better listener? That's simple. Just talk less. I mean, if people did that more often, we would be fine, right? <laughs> Just talk less. In all of these key pieces, the, the building blocks, the building material is the bridge from my FV to my CV. And now that I have the bridge built, I just choose to either take the stroll across that bridge or I don't. Now, whenever a person hears the word stroll, it sounds very simple, okay? Walking across that bridge is not going to be simple. It's going to be very hard, challenging, difficult, all of that stuff. We, we got that. We know that. But I hope this was a way for you to realize how do I get from point A to point B? Right. And even though I use that, how do that? That's what we don't want. How do I get from point A to point B? Or maybe you can say, how do I build a bridge from point B back to point A so I can walk to point B? Right. Maybe that's the type of a phrase or question you want to put in your head. So if we break it down from all of our points, it's it's fairly simple in application. But it is very, very difficult to shed the skin. Snakes have it so easy, don't they? 